Welcome to the Media Mavens podcast, where you'll hear the most compelling, provocative, and real conversations with industry leaders and innovators in tech, sports, and entertainment with our host and CEO of well-known PR firm, Axis Entertainment, Sarah Miller. Hi, this is Sarah Miller with Media Mavens podcast, and I'm here today with Laura Kalia, head of strategic partnership for Freshly, health and fitness expert, a very good friend of mine. And I'm going to say my previous and very first personal trainer years ago. Laura, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Yes, that wasn't it a lifetime ago that I was your trainer. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It's so funny because I always love chatting with you. Like, this is what I love about having a podcast. We get to catch up and talk about what's hip and trending and what's going on. But oh my God, we've been chatting without being on a podcast for 20 minutes. You were my first trainer, like personal trainer way back at Equinox. I can honestly, I have got to give you all the credit because every time I get comments right now, like, oh my God, you have great legs, da, da, da. And like whatever trainer I'm with is like, you know, boosts up their chest, smiles, that's me. I'm like, no, no, that's Laura. It's all Laura. Still my giving me the credit, I love it. <laughs> I love it. It's true. Okay. But I so like and love that like from health, nutrition, like you have literally ran in health and nutrition your whole life. I remember we met at Equinox. You were my trainer. You left to go to Polar. You moved into health, nutrition, flow water. And I do have three boxes of flow water. I just feel like there's so much here and you're with Freshly now. And wherever you've been, I followed. I have polar watches from you. I have flow <laughs> water from you. I'm on freshly now on you. And like, I get all my vitamins from you from matrix. It's like, you are like my health and fitness nutrition guru. And like, I want to talk about health and fitness with you because everybody from COVID is just being vaccinated. And we're not going to get into COVID. The politics of it is not your secret or your answer. Oh, we're healthy now because we didn't have COVID. We're over it. We got vaccinated. I think health and nutrition across the board is so critical. And I don't want to talk about the hyperbole of, you know, the trends of it. I want to really talk with you about what you've been working on, what you're doing and how important this is. And like triangle from working out nutrition, vitamins, and how each one of these impacts a person. I think that's what we should start with. No, I love it. I love it. And you know, if anything, you know, one of the things that did come out of the pandemic is that people who didn't have a lot of time or didn't know how to figure it out before, like fitness and nutrition, like that really was something that came a positive that if you could say that a positive that came from the pandemic is that so many people now are focused on health and wellness and how, how do I eat better at home? And so one of the things that has happened since you know, the last two years while this has been going on is people are figuring out how to be healthier. And maybe that was sparked because, you know, I don't want to get sick or whatever, but health, wellness, and nutrition are still on fire. Like they always were, but it's even more now because people are doing these routines from home and, and eating, you know, like freshly eating these made to, ready to eat meals at home that are healthier. So that's, I guess, a, a positive, if we can say it that way. A lot of good things came out of me. Like we've talked about this so much and I saw you like in September and we chatted about this where we hung out. It's just, whether it's 
starting new businesses, whether it's being healthier. I mean, I feel like I am healthier. I mean, I just think that we go through so much. And I, you know, one of the things is I love, and that's going to, we're going to kind of rewind here a second. Let's start currently. You are overseeing all strategic partnerships for Freshly. And Freshly is one of the top home deliveries for health and I mean, is, is it more, is, I mean, let's talk about this because I'm on Freshly right now and I love it. Mm-hmm. Not to be a, like a podcast ad, but like, I love Freshly. I've done a lot of the meal deliveries. They're too salty. They're too big. They taste like cardboard. Freshly seem to be right on and seem to yeah. be very custom made. But are we talking about like macros, micros? Is it for you losing weight? Is it just for everything your body's depleted of? I mean, what is the premise behind Yeah, no, that's, all that? It's a super excellent question. And, um, you know, Freshly is the number one ready to eat meal delivery service in the United States. We do about 1.7 million meals a week. And, you know, the, really the premise behind it is convenient, healthy, and taste delicious. And so the way that we obviously convenient is, you know, these meals are made to be put in the microwave in three minutes or under. A lot of people don't put them in the microwave. They'd rather put them in the toaster oven and they're delicious either way. But what the healthy part of it is, so anything that has a sauce is made from fruit or vegetables, which is super unique because it's not made from like oils or, you know, fats and stuff like that. So any sauce is made from fruits and vegetables. We are lower in sodium. We have three different categories. So we have our core meal service, which is just your basics, but we make everything a little bit healthier. Everything's gluten-free, everything. And then we have our freshly fit. So that's a whole entire product line. That's less calories, less sodium and less carbohydrates. And then we have our vegetarian. So we're coming out in the beginning of the year, we'll have freshly snacks and we'll have freshly breakfast. So the whole concept was really started and created by the founder to how can I eat better but quick and, and, you know, get the food to the table fast, delicious and, and convenient. And that's what, what fleshly is. But is it, so I saw this thing on Instagram. It's so funny that, you know, the shape or the health and fitness stuff we all see in Instagram and, uh-huh. you know, remember, God, remember way back when, I don't know if it was way back when, like I used to from all the trainers and stuff, they would do these fasting, do eight hour, eight hours fast on off, on off. There's so mm-hmm. much stuff that I feel just shocks your body into losing weight. Then it became macro micros. And I feel like it's like, you know, then I know like people that are like, okay, I'm only down to 700 calories. Guys are, they're working out twice a day to get our ripped and shredded. But I feel like it's just really activity moving and then calories versus trying to say I could eat this. I can only eat that. I just feel like, does it really come down to the science of macros, micros, fasting, eat only one egg for breakfast, one banana. And then, I mean, there's no formula and I get that, but I feel like when people overwork it like that, but they just gain it back. And I feel like that's not good for your body's health. Why can't we just get eat less, work out more? It's that annoying saying that you hear in health all the time, like less calories, more fitness, but really, no, I tell people this all the time. (laughs) No, it's not true. It's 90% of it is what you eat and 10% of it is fitness. So obviously you can be super lean and like, you know, like skinny fat. So (laughs) you're skinny, but you're still like your body mass index is high, but what now people are, they want to be lean. And so how do you get lean, but also like I don't, you want to miss out on every single event. Like, oh, I'm not eating cake. Oh, I'm not eating pizza. Oh, I'm, you know, so that's kind of where Freshly came in to help is so many people 
think that they're eating healthy and they're gaining weight. And they're like, but I only, I ate like a salad. And we're like, yeah, but you ate a salad with blue cheese and Buffalo ranch dressing and croutons. And so by the time you put it all, add it all up, your salad is as bad as a cheeseburger was. So that's really what it is, is eating healthy food. That's less calories, tastes great. And then adding some fitness in there. And that's really like, when you talked about my business matrix, That's what it's also all about is creating an environment where you're constantly coming back for the delicious food, but that delicious food doesn't come with a huge price tag of of too many calories and then you gain weight. So it's just a, it's just a balancing of calories, fitness. I mean, calories working out and then the right kind of calories, the right kind of macros. They say certain things that we can eat that are healthy is great, but it's, there's no substance. It's, It's not, it's about like, I agree. It's about calories and moving, but it's like eating the right types Absolutely. of food that keeps you full. And I think there's so much crap out there and so much intel. We just want to look at Shape Magazine, fitness, trainers who really aren't nutritionists, but works for them, doesn't work for anybody else. And I think it just becomes so convoluted because I'm always okay. constantly brown rice, sweet potatoes, but I'm just, at the end of the day, like you, it's just, I think it's just eating things that make you feel good. I don't know. Absolutely. And I think it's this, I, I always tell people, I was just talking to one of my nutrition clients and she's like, how do I know if something's processed? Like, I don't get it. Like, how do I know if something's processed? And she stumped me in a funny way. Cause I said, if it comes from a box, it's processed. And then she said, well, what about oatmeal? And I said, okay, if it comes from a box, it's processed except for oatmeal. But I mean, really it's like, you know, you, even some of those bars that you see out there, like they're marketed as a fitness a, you know, a fitness or a protein bar or a weight loss bar, but it's processed food. And that's really the key is if you can stay away from the processed food, if you can stay away from all the additives, you're doing better than most. Yeah. It's all about for staying fresh and like the whole farm to table thing. And I think a lot of people were cooking more during COVID because they had no choice at times, which I also think is really good. But I mean, like everything has calories. Everything is in moderation. I mean, I don't think it's a big deal if you want to cheat. I love when guys are like, I have a cheat day. So I'm going to go eat eight burgers, <laughs> three pizzas. And it's like, well, cheat days are cheat days, but then they're so strict. And I feel like that shock to your body isn't also the best thing for it. You know, that's usually like, just that's a kind of a metabolism game. It's like a boost. You eat a lot so that when you don't eat a lot and then you do eat a lot, it's really just a shock to your metabolism. And it it is, but you have to be eating a certain way for all the rest of the days of the week for the cheat meal to make sense or the cheat day to make sense. But, you know, I, I was telling another client, like you could, you could go online and you could read, you could put in like protein and you could read a hundred great articles about protein. Then you could read a hundred bad articles about protein. So you just kind of have to decipher like what's real. And one of the things that I think is so important, and we follow this to a T at Freshly is we just use real food. We use real ingredients. As I said, sauces are made with fruits and vegetables. And, you know, we have 85 banned ingredients in our food, like MSG and, you know, gluten. And there's, ingredients that just are not allowed to go into freshly meals. So we have celebrity chefs that come in and they'll make a meal for freshly. We're always adding a new meal every single week. We're up to like 57 meals right now, but these celebrity chefs have to come in and create a meal that follows their kind of creation, like what they're known for. But then also how do you make that without any of these banned ingredients and also taste good? So one of the things that I think that freshly does, it's so cool is our cooks and our chefs come in at, at midnight and they cook all of the meals 
And then they're out the door by like 6 a.m. that day. So, you know, they go out the same day that they're cooked. They're never frozen. They come to you fresh. So like, those are all the things like when I was talking to Freshly about coming over to them, those are the things that are important to me is that. Well, those have changed. Yeah. The, the Freshly never used to be. They've evolved a lot. So, and it's so weird because we're like, I feel like we're in the Freshly ad. Like my favorite was one of the new ones that I had last night. Like I did the bison burger. Oh, I haven't had it yet. I, oh I my God. Okay. So it just came out and I had it last night. Cause I'm my fresh. I was so, it's so impressed. It was so good. So I'm like, ah, now I have a repeat in my menus. Yeah. I just love it. I just like, I love fresh. It's all about, look, I know it's all about moderation. We're going to the holidays. We're all going to eat cookies and lasagna and turkey. And it is what it is. But you know what? I just think it's all about, like you said, the balance and I, one of the things that I love that I think since I've met you, because I'm always texting you stupid random stuff to get your opinion <laughs> on it, is, you know, people just think let's eat all these gummy vitamins, but there's sugar in those. Before Freshly, I, don't, I mean, through COVID, I'm going to kind of take us back here. You started Matrix, founded Matrix. It's all health, nutrition, vitamins, and you're still, I mean, Matrix is still your company. Let's talk about what Matrix is because we're talking about staying healthy and like the philosophy behind health. It is, starts with the vitamins and nutrients. Absolutely. And so Matrix was, you know, it took me, I was always into fitness and nutrition and wellness, but when I decided to put Matrix together, it was about nine years ago. And the reason that I did, I was like, I don't think that people know all the steps that it takes to, to really feel like, that's what it's all about to me is like, how do you really feel? And I didn't feel like people knew everything that went into feeling great. And so, you know, it starts with biomarkers and biomarkers are just either blood, saliva, urine, any measurement of where your current state is. So we start biomarkers. So you know, we'll do blood tests just to see your basics, like your lipids, your vitamin Ds, your Bs, just kind of your baseline. And then from there, like I added in all these different pillars and that's what I call like the matrix. And basically it's biomarkers, it's exercise, sleep, supplements, meditation, stress. Wait, 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 wait. biomarkers, like, like when we, like I go in every year to get, you know, cholesterol, blood, triglycerides, those are biomarkers, right? Yep. Or, but okay. it, uh, you know, your urine can be a biomarker. Saliva like, can tell you if you have adrenal fatigue. So any, basically any kind of biological substance that's taken from an individual is a biomarker. And that gives us a baseline to say like, where is your health today? And where do you want to be? So some people might take all those biomarkers and they turn out excellent. Like everything's exactly where it should be, but they're 40 pounds overweight. They're getting headaches. They're waking up three times a night. They're stressed out and they feel just deficient. Like they just don't feel good. So sometimes the biomarkers are working in your favor, but the rest isn't. And so it's just really putting everything together. And then you add in like, people think like, oh, meditation, like you and I have laughed about meditation. You one time you told me, oh, I can only meditate for 30 seconds, but I'm too hyper for meditation. <laughs> We've laughed about it a lot, but it's really the, the importance of meditation. You could do, technically, you can meditate when you're walking on the treadmill. It's just shutting. If you, you need to shut down your mind from, you know, we're getting thrown things every day, like ads on TV and Instagram and Facebook and a funny this. And then our friends are texting us and it's just taking a, a checkout. That's all it is. Checking out for, say, five to 10 minutes a day just to just exist and just be but checking out with pure silence. Because when I check out, I throw my headphones and go run the Culver stairs or go for a hike, but I still have my headphones in my hair just to drown all the noise out. 
Absolutely. But you know, now they have some, some moving meditation where you can be walking on the treadmill and it's just literally like giving some liminal messages. Like I am great. I feel great. I sleep well. I'm happy. And you're just listening to this and you're walking on the treadmill and it's technically still a meditation. So it's like checking out from all this thought and thought and thought. So that's a huge, important one. And then obviously supplements, sleep, nutrition, exercise, and stress. That's, that's what makes up the matrix mindset. But I feel like everything affects the other, like when, like, you know, when you're stressed, you want to go get out, go for a walk, exercise, you know, readjust, reset. I call it digital detox. Just, just let it go and, and do that. Sometimes like if I can't I like sleep, that. I have to go, I'm okay if I have to go work out harder because I feel like when you work out, it resets your mind. And it's just like, but like, I don't think anybody was sleeping or not sleeping and not stressed during COVID and we're still kind of dealing with it. But is it like, okay, so I have some stupid questions for you. Does I want to ask some stupid questions? Is it better to work out in the morning or in the evening and why? Well, generally it's, that's going to be an individualized choice for me. I have more energy in the morning. So this is how I answer that question. Two things. When do you have time? And number two, when do you have the energy? So there are a lot of people who just, they have, they get up at 5.30, take the kids to school. They get to work just on time. They do their day and then they come home and that's like their energy release. Like I'm going to go run three miles. Some people love that. So to answer your question, super simply, it's when do you have the time to do it when you're really dedicated to it? And when do you have the energy to do it? So at the end of the day for me, I just, the last thing I want to do is go work out. And then if I am going to go work out, I feel like I'm rushing myself through it so I can go do something fun. So for me, I always work out in the morning, but there's, it's not necessarily when is the best time. The third component that I'll add to it is you don't want to work out after you just ate like a steak dinner (laughs) and had one martini. So, you know, you want to be relatively have an empty stomach on a, in a workout and then eat after. So those, let me add, so I'll make it three, you know, your time, your energy and what you've eaten. That's so funny because if I, I, I am just not functioning super early in the morning, I'm so like, I have to stretch, I'm achy, I slept wrong on my shoulder, I had my 20 pound kitty on my leg that falls asleep, I'm just not functioning in the morning. I remember when I would try to have you meet me at the gym at nine, you're like, okay, how about 11? <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I'm not a money. I'm better in the afternoon, but then I find out when, well, it's getting darker now. So I feel like by the time it gets dark at five, I'm like done for the day. This mentally, but dragging up like at six, six thirty at night to work out with my trainer. It's just like, I'm not doing really good work as I'm wasting my time, his time. I'm wasting my money with him because I'm not optimizing my workout. So I, I'm in, but it's hard though. Cause during the day, you don't want to cut out from the middle of a conference call or in the middle of a thought process with work. Yeah. It's just, I get, I, I get it. I work out like mid morning on Fridays, but then I'm in the evening, the other two days a weekend. Yeah. I think it's different for everybody, but I'm going to rapid fire. Cause I got, I'm going to do 10 questions. Okay. Let's go. Wait to get answers on. Then I want to pivot and talk about the technology behind okay. fitness. Okay. So I'm going to do rapid fire with you, Laura. Okay. Good question. I, me, we, the industry. Do you need to work out every day? No. Okay. Why? <laughs> you know, you need to work, you need a rest day, especially if you're working out hard. You need one day to just let your body chill out. I say this though, movement every day. So there you go. Okay. Perfect. 
Okay, so uh, rapid fire number two, how important, I know the answer is, is stretching. And what if you can't stretch? What are some easy things to do if you just don't have, because with remember well, with Equinox, with gyms, you had to be stretched. People are right. coming to your house now, you're not being stretched. Okay, so you don't have to stretch right then and there, but this is a really funny question that I say back. When people say like, I don't have time to stretch, I'm like, okay, do you ever sit down? Do you ever like eat dinner? Like you can multitask, like you can be doing a downward dog and take a bite of your food, but <laughs> stretching super important. Just like literally five minutes is better than zero. It's very important. You don't have to do it right then and there, but just get some stretching in every single day. Super important. All right. How long should I work out for? How long? Absolutely. At least 30 minutes, 45 is better. You don't need an hour. Gone are the days of an hour. So 30 minutes is ideal. I mean, 45 is ideal. 30 minutes is fine. Okay. And what, how many times per week? Five. Okay. What's better strength training or cardio? Both. Okay. You have to do both. Strength training is going to build lean muscle and cardio is for your heart. So you want to get your heart rate up every single day. And that's when I went back to that. Just move a little bit. You could take a brisk walk and get your heart rate up, but that doesn't count as a workout. Right? So they're both extremely important. Don't neglect either. Okay. How wait? So how can I increase lean muscle mass? Wait, wait. How much weight should I use when strength training? Oh, this is such a good question, especially coming from a female because girls think that they're gonna, you know, Woke gain up. all this muscle and get bulky and huge. You're not going to get huge. You need. You can't do so little number of weights, like three pounds or five pounds for bicep curls for a girl is going to do absolutely nothing except for waste your time. So. You want to do a weight that you can carry, you can lift. It's not going to hurt you. It's not going to pull something, but it's not so light that it's just basically swinging your arms or legs. It's like 15 to 20 pounds dumbbells is good weight to do reps for, for women, right? You yeah. I say, I say really like between 10 and 20, just depending for guys, like they should be like between 15 and 30. Yeah. Guys are like two, 300. We've seen them all. We've up. seen it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Perfect. Okay. How often should I rest? You definitely need one full day of rest, even on a day that you're moving, but a full 24 hours for sure. Also, it's sort of a trick question, my friend, because if you just went and ran 10 miles a day before, then you should probably rest for two days. So I say this, like if you did any strenuous exercise or a really a boot camp or a hit class, take the next day off. But if you just like did some yoga, which is awesome. And you went for a little walk. You technically don't need to rest the next day. If you're going to work out five days a week with strength training and weight and cardio, then just give yourself a full day of rest. Okay. What's more important, dynamic or static stretching? Dynamic. Well, okay. Static stretching is great for your, if you're getting ready to go run, you want to do like a good, you know, I'm forgetting the name of it right now, but when you do it in yoga, where it's the dolphin, is it? where you're doing like a little bit of stretching, you want to get some stretching in before you go running always. But once you're warmed up, it's also good to get some stretching in. So you're asking me trick questions. I would say both types of stretching are, are good, yeah. but it depends what you're going to do. Okay. What can you do about muscle soreness? Lots of things. You can take Arnica. You can take that in a gel or you can take it and they have these little tablets. It's totally natural. It's not synthetic. It's absolutely great for any kind of soreness, bruising, stiffness, you can take amino acids, which I have ordered those for you before, but also magnesium. So magnesium is absolutely excellent for sore muscles. Then the last thing is an Epsom salt bath. 
You can do that every night, just when, if you're going to take a bath or, you know, the best thing to do is add some Epsom salts. They really, really reduce that muscle soreness after working out and stuff. Okay. What about the um, hyperase, the Theraguns versus the balls? Is there any widgets or gadgets that make sense or is it just really stretch it out? Take some aspirins? No, no, that's a really good question. And yes, like Theraguns are great. There's a lot of knockoffs now that aren't $349. So you can find one that's really good, like even on Amazon, but yes, they absolutely positively, they're excellent that it's like a mini massage for your tight muscles. And it's almost like, really, it's like, it's almost like you're stretching too. So I use a Theragun. Well, I actually use a, a really cool Amazon knockoff, but I am a big proponent of any kind of massage like that. They're great, great tool. How does it take to see results? Depends what kind of results you want. But if you were just, if you were going from a sedentary lifestyle to actively working out and and working on your food, I always tell people a month for you to see it and then two months for the world to see it and three months for everyone to see it. So if you were to go from nothing to something within 90 days, almost anyone who knows you is going to notice. Okay. I've quasi gone lazy, but still working out and running three days a week. Okay. What is the best diet for my fitness goals? Like, let's talk, let's like just real simple. Yeah. So, you know, really the the best diet is a good, you know, base of carbohydrates, fat, and basically your macronutrients. So it's a good blend of each and you can't do too much of one. So one thing that I always say to people, always get your carbohydrates from vegetables and fruits, get your protein from, you know, if you don't eat meat, that's a tough one. And I have to do a whole separate conversation, a whole 30 minute call on that one, you know, get your, your mix of protein, fats, and carbohydrates. And I do like, you know, zone's got a, a, almost like a 30, 30, 40, is it? And that's a pretty good mix for most people. Now, if somebody's like overweight and they really need to lose weight, there's different programs that I would suggest. Some people will ask me again, like you mentioned this before, intermittent fasting, it's a great thing for weight loss. So depends on what the goal is. If somebody's coming to me and they want to build muscle, you know, I'm going to add in more protein for them than I would for somebody who needs to lose weight. But the intermittent fasting thing throws me because I've done that work. Hey, you stop eating past seven o'clock at night. I got a black coffee when I did the Culver stairs on just ran the stairs, but it's like, you have to have breakfast, most important meal of the day. (laughs) It is, but for intermittent fasting is not necessarily a bad program, especially when you need to spike your metabolism. So for somebody who's got a very slow metabolism or say it's somebody who's like approaching menopause and it just seems like their weight is stalled, their weight loss is stalled. Intermittent fasting can be very good, but this is what I tell people about that. If you wake up and you're super hungry that day, that is not a good day to do intermittent fasting. You don't want to put your body in some sort of stress in order to follow this schedule. So it can help for sure. Actually, it's been very proven that people with diabetes do very well with intermittent fasting because of their insulin. So it can help in certain circumstances. And I I am a proponent of it. But it's just like you just, but you just go like seven, eight hours you could drink water, no food, then you eat some healthy and then you go no great. That's it's just, you just don't, they just say, we'll just graze all day. So you're constantly bringing metabolism where the opposite would be just don't graze, go like four yeah. or five hours cold turkey. It's, right? Yeah. It's 16, eight. So you go 16 hours without food, but you can inlu- include your sleeping time as that. And then you do eight hours and that's like your, the time that you're going to eat during those eight hours and you're going to eat something healthy. And it just gives your, it basically 
the toxins die off essentially because you're not fueling your body. So you're doing toxin die off, spiking up your metabolism a little bit. And then when you eat, if you eat healthy, your body's technically just supposed to burn through those. But I tell people again, this is where I go back to that one conversation we had about the biomarkers. Find out where you're at beforehand, you know, because somebody who maybe they don't do well, maybe they have hypoglycemia where if they don't eat, they kind of get dizzy. And you have to know a little bit about where you're at to start and who you are and how your body type is so that you don't do something like that. And next thing you know, you pass out because you haven't eaten for 16 hours. Yeah, And that's the thing I think we're all guilty of. We get up, have coffee, eat breakfast, you know, get up late, whatever you eat breakfast. And then we just go, go, go at it. Then by three, four o'clock, you get a little lightheaded just because you're just not eating and you're working like, like that. It happens. That's not, it's just, it is what it is when people are busy, but like you and I chat about this, I think we argued about this because when the whole keto thing, I was going to say that the whole keto thing, you're like, no, and everything, but it was all, but I feel like keto was just like paleo. You're all protein and fats. You're no carbs. It's, they're both kind of the same thing. And it was just an advanced version. And you're like, that is so bad for you. And I've talked to people who said their kidneys fail within a month after they lost weight, but yep. they died. They got sick. Like, their hair, their, your hair fell out. Your hair breaks. You have bad breath. Like where are we at with this whole keto paleo thing? Where are we, no. like, are we, where's, where are we back to now? Keto is not inherently bad the way it was created, but you have to stick with it. So if I'm doing keto for five days and then I'm going to go like a, on vacation for a week, you just, you really can't like eat keto, eat all this fat, don't eat any carbohydrates. Then you go on vacation, then you're eating normal again. Then you go back into keto. Like you really need to stick with it so that you don't damage your cholesterol levels. And in order to stay in ketosis, you literally have to have less than for most people, it's 50 calories a day. I mean, wait, 55 yeah. a day, like just yeah. eat ice cubes and celery and you're good. <laughs> exactly. And for and a steak. I just feel like I just totally can feel like people who do that are the bodybuilders who are so miserable. Their bodies are so unhealthy mentally, physically. They're horrible. They're just wrecked. And this is why I never got to the whole the body body but you and I both know people and friends who've thought about competing or has and I just feel like you don't look human anymore I mean guys are so jacked up and it's just they're just cranky and miserable women stop looking like women I just don't understand why you would want to I think it's if you like food too much I like cooking too much like why would you want to put your body through that because everybody I've talked to or I've seen who's just whoop sucked into skeleton with skin they're like heavier now than they ever were because it just it just screws up your body why it usually backfires unless you do it where you're like i need to lose 17 pounds and i want to feel better you do it you follow it exactly and then when you're when you you've gotten to where you want to get to you slowly reintroduce a normal eating way of eating but no the people just don't live that way and then it's like Oh, it's my kid's birthday. Okay. I'm not going to have cake. Okay. Oh, I'm like, you know, we're going to a movie. Oh, I can't have a bite of that pizza. Like it's such a restricted lifestyle. The average person is like, I'm over it. I can't keep this up. It's well, that's why people are so miserable and unhappy. Like they make themselves miserable. Like it's just, I just think it's absolutely crazy. Unless you're going to be a hardcore bodybuilder or you're competing. And at the end of the day, what you get to trek around like with the bikini and heels all emancipated <laughs> and what did you do? You get billions of dollars. Was it worth it? Does it, and matter? how long does it last? 
Yeah. It's like, do you, you live that way for two years to mess up how many of the next five years of your life trying to get back to normal? Yeah. I just never, ever understood that whole thing. And just because I feel like I'm always like on my Instagrams when I'm, do, you know, when it's farmer's market stuff, you know, healthy is beautiful. It doesn't matter if you're a size zero, a 10, a 12, you've just got to be healthy as long as you're working out and you're healthy. I think yeah. society and that stigma of being a size zero and looking a certain way. And it's just, I just think it wrecks so many people. And I think there's so many people who have gone super skinny and they weren't attractive. They weren't happy. Then they gained the weight back and they look better. I mean, I just, everybody's body's different. I get that. But I just feel like we focus less on the health and more on what's beauty standards. And I feel like that's where all this, these fads and this bullshit comes from. Yeah. Well, you know, thankfully, like the media and marketing has caught on to exactly what you just said. Like even like Athleta, they use like, you know, regular size models for their magazines and, and plus size models. And now you'll see all these like anti skinny ads on Instagram, like just be healthy, like and healthy doesn't mean, you know, so skinny. And I was even watching something with Cindy Crawford was talking about when she was young, like how they would literally measure you for an audition for a magazine, like measure your, how thin you are, like where you are that day. And then they would tell you like, Oh, before the shoot in three days, like you can't eat anything, just drink water. And these young girls would do this. And now it's just not like that anymore. Like people are allowing people and models to just be people and not be so stick. I think that's like a whole other conversation. Cause I do see that on social, mainly Instagram, but I also see a lot of these girls that are trying to look like, act like they're a size zero when they're not mm-hmm. in inappropriate clothes because their friends are skinny and tight. They feel they've got to look and act. They just end up looking skinky and slutty. And it's just like, it's just that perception's reality. I think people, I think social media is dangerous. I think to a lot of extent for product launches, like, my favorite social media are recipes. I'm all about BuzzFeed mm-hmm. and cooking and health and healthy cooking. I get so many recipes, cooking, fashion, sports, like, you know, and health lifestyle and what my friends are doing are my, that's where I want to focus to. I just cannot yeah. sit there because I'm still seeing a lot of health and fitness of people looking a certain way acting. But if you see somebody who's like 5'10", super skinny and all bikini shots, she was born with that metabolism and that <laughs> totally. body. It's just, Absolutely. you know, and I just feel like it just, it is what it is, but I think social media is dangerous. You see so many, so much stupid stuff on there. And I feel like, well, I mean, that's a whole other conversation. I was, was going to say, that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> but we, we, I think we, that's we, a podcast we, panel with a bunch of us. To, let's talk about the dangers of social from relationships to health, fitness. It really does. I mean, there's so much influence that people put on social that's not the truth and it's i'm always back in this truth thing but so on our podcast we have global news watch so we have mick mulroy who's national defense security for abc military paramilitary intelligence cia you know he's on every month right talking mm-hmm. about what's going on in the world globally and when this whole thing with taliban afghanistan happened there was always what we came out with was there's the white house truth and there was the ground truth. We all want to follow the White House truth because that's what we perceive as where our leadership is and what's uh-huh. right. But then there's the ground truth of the hardcore, what's really going on that people don't want people to know about. So I keep using that analogy with social media. I like there, it. The ground truth, the street truth, and then there's the social truth. 
huge disconnect on what's right, what's wrong, and what's even attractive anymore to where it's just ridiculous. But like, I want to be on that podcast. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to have you on with Mick with us next week, right? Let's talk about that. I think I think our next podcast is China. What's going on with China and the U.S. Oh, wow. I'm going to listen to that one. But again, we just did the restaurant, but it's all about ground truth and White House truth. And I think it sounds weird because we brought that from CIA military on our podcast, but I feel like that is applicable for life. you got the ground truth. Then you got the social, the whatever truth. It's a disconnect. It's mm-hmm. not true. And you've got to know the truth in order for you to do make great decisions. So I feel like social media is not the same as the truth is their social truth, but like, and I, but I pull like a lot of my recipe. I mean, there's like certain recipes I see on there that I absolutely love. Okay. And this is my big, my one question for you, which is so funny. Bananas. Like when you have Charlie horses and sore muscles and stuff, aren't (laughs) bananas good sources of potassium? Aren't you supposed to eat bananas? You don't eat bananas to sleep at night. You eat bananas for the potassium for muscle aches. True. Yes. Yes. True. Okay. Here's the butt. Bananas have a lot of sugar in them. So I say like put half a banana in a smoothie, not the whole thing. And don't eat bananas every day. If your goal is like, for example, weight loss or to lean up or whatever, they're just, they're very high in sugar. Not that they're bad, but I I mean, I put them in my smoothies all the time, but I just put a half a banana. Okay. So I did get the little ones. Okay. You want to know my new recipe, my new breakfast for healthy recipe? Of course. Okay. So here's what I do. I take a banana, put it in my little Nutribullet, a banana, frozen pineapple, cucumbers, a little bit of matcha and fresh ginger. And the reason why, and like, which you know more than I do, I think this, you know, from anti-inflammatories, weight loss, antioxidants, muscle, soreness, each one of these cucumbers, bananas, pineapples, all have their own benefits of everything. So I put them together. I put a teaspoon of matcha, green matcha powder, and I cut up fresh root ginger and I put it in a blender with that. Oh, and coconut water. You have to put it with coconut water, but coconut water is too sweet for me. So I'll either do a little bit of coconut water and the rest plain water, or if Uh I can't find the sugar-free coconut water, I just use water. And that's my go-to now. I want you to send me, do you put protein powder in it? Oh, no, I'm out of protein powder. Now I feel like, hey, we're also on a podcast. I got to be careful, but (laughs) yes, no, I don't put protein powder because I put a thing of matcha powder in it. But that's the oh, perfect cool. smoothie. You have you have all the elements that you need for all everything, and just blend it all up. I agree, but do half a banana. Okay, done. We have to put, but we should put protein powder in it. Yeah, you should put protein powder in it. Let's talk about protein powders for a second before you wrap. Okay. There's so much whey protein, pea protein, so much crap out there. I've gone through so much, and I've actually ran out. What are the top for men and then for women? Because I feel like a lot of the guy trainers that I'm friends with always say, this, use this, Donna, you use that to look like that. That's not what I want to look like. Going back to your, I know women can't pull up that easy. But what are the top two or three protein powders for men and for women, like across the board? So you picked the, the, your last question is your toughest question. It's really hard to say because veggie proteins are good, but it depends if they're made with like pea protein or rice protein. So if you're talking about like a commercial brand, Vega makes a good veggie protein. There's another brand called Orgain, O-R-G-A-I-N. They make a great protein as well. They actually make a keto protein as well. But those two brands, I think are like store-bought brands are good proteins because they don't have a lot of additives. And this is where we go kind of full circle here. 
You don't want to get any kind of protein powder that has tons of different ingredients. You want it to be like protein and you know, if there's like vanilla bean, things like that, you want to, when you're buying a protein, look at the ingredients and decipher how many of those words you can understand. And if it's like this and this and that, and like words you can't even say, that's really not going to be the best protein for you. So you want to do simple proteins, powders that have just a few basic ingredients and it's okay. It depends on how people digest. Some people want something that has whey protein, or, you know, animal protein, and some people want a veggie protein. I prefer a veggie protein, but that's just me. What about isogenics? I love isogenics. Yes, but I was thinking of store-bought. So isogenic, if you're like going to talk about non-store-bought, like isogenics is excellent. I like Designs for Health. They have a great one. Pure Encapsulation has a really good vegetarian one. So, but store-bought, I'd say Vega and Orgain. I did Transformation for a minute. Oh, I saw that. I haven't, I've never tried it yet. Yeah. It's actually pretty good. I did the chocolate. It's actually pretty good. I did transformation. I think who's the top, who's that top trainer? Gunner. Gunner. I think it was Gunner. Gunner. Yeah. Gunner. I think that was his. So I did that, but um, that and isogenics are good ones. What about like, let's chat about like, you used to work for Polar. Like I used to love that you were for Polar. I I love that. I loved working for them. You were just fucking like their rock star for a few years. What about, because I mean, I'm not big on, I I don't use Polars. I hate Apple. Wearables. Yeah. What's the one with the W? What's that one that became really big during COVID last year? Oh, you're talking about the, is it the Whoop? The whoop. I did the whoop for a little bit and um, I kind of liked it, but then I just got, oh my God, this fucking wristband on night and day to sleep, eat, drink. And I love the UI on the app, but I hated wearing this huge chunky watch. And so, yeah, I mean, it's good to find out like your bait again, here we go with the baselines again. So it's very good to find out your baseline. So if you wear that thing for 30 days and you realize like, oh, I only, I, I go to bed for eight hours, but I only sleep for four good hours. It's good to know that stuff, but to wear it every day. Like I, I think that people also too do get stuck in this, like measuring everything, like on the scale, measuring my sleep, measuring my exercise. Did I, did I work out hard enough? You can get really caught up in that, but at the time you're doing your workout, I love having a a training watch. Like if I want to go for a run, it's just a good baseline to see like, Hey, I did this, this in 53 minutes last week. And now I'm doing it in 57. Like, Oh, okay. Like maybe it's just saying like, Hey, I need to take a rest day. Or maybe I, you know, last time I ate a really good meal before. So I like using all of those wearables during a workout, but not every minute of every day. I just think if I'm like doing anything, I usually have my headphones on. Well, if I'm with somebody, not I'm usually chatty, but if I'm on my own doing the stairs or hiking, I could look at my app on my phone and it has the track steps and everything. So I always think it's good to know because it always says you've walked more this year than you have last year, more this month. And then for a while there, it says you haven't walked or moved. What? What I am moving, but I yeah. just think it's so hard, like, because we are kind of all getting back to work again. So I feel like I'm chained more to my computer, my desk to work Where during COVID. I was out walking, running five, six days a week. Cause I was so freaked out. The world shut down. What the hell is going on? I can't get sick. I can't get sick. Keep moving, keep moving. And I think I was at my healthiest, right? The first like nine months of COVID when I was constantly, I had to walk run, hike. I had to 
made a gym out of my garage. I had to be moving, doing the immunity gummies, everything to stay healthy. But then as we kind of ease through the vaccines and we've gone to this point, I'm like not going back to the gym and I'm like, well, okay, now I'm back in work mode and it's winter. So I've got to kind of like reverse my thinking. I think when winter's over and get back. Out. I think a lot of people are feel exactly like you do. I know I do. I mean, like I'm still doing my workout, but yeah, we were like on this, like, I mean, I was with you. We were like on this mission to like do something every day, but we can't get, you know, don't go to the gym. Yeah. And now I just think it's winter and it's getting dark. And so, you know, people go into their hibernation, but. And they're still dealing it. with that. I have to work more and I just want to be home to appreciate, huh, you know, holidays, winter, because the last year or two was bad. So I just like literally, I mean, I like went through so many pair of tennis shoes being out and it was so nice when there was no humans out, but fat chubby squirrels because they're just, you know, out there in nature. Now I'm just like, shit, I got to get out and move more. And I'm not, I'm moving less and less coming off COVID. So I, but I figured, you know what, it's winter. We'll turn all this around. Okay. Before we wrap, I love having you. I always love chatting with you and seeing you, but I'm so glad we had you on the show to talk about health and fitness and everything. Okay. Real quickly, your favorite fruit and vegetable. Oh, I like my favorite fruit and vegetable are the sugars. I like cherries and peaches. Those are my favorite. My favorite vegetables, absolutely asparagus. Really? What's yours? Okay. My favorite, it's really weird. My favorite vegetable is so not asparagus. I hate asparagus. My favorite vegetable, do sweet potato yams count? Yeah. And then cucumbers. And I'm obsessed with grilled Brussels sprouts for some reason lately. My favorite fruit has always been watermelon and peaches. And I didn't really have a favorite fruit. It was grapes, whatever. But as you know, going through uh, brain surgeries, I all of a sudden have this craving for peaches and watermelon and lived <laughs> off after every surgery. You did. I, I'm all about peaches and watermelon. I, I can't help it. When okay. are they coming back in season? I know. I, I, wait, where are we in season? Where we're not in peach season anymore. No. And watermelon's kind of iffy. Okay. Favorite fish? Mm, salmon. Really? Okay. I'm salmon. Favorite meat. If you had to eat for a meat eater. Ribeye. I used to like filet, but now I like the fattier. Now that I just, I'm, but yeah. they always say like, you know, they eat the good fats, avocados, fish. Yeah. It's just, it's a balance. I think eggs took a bad rap for so long. Now I love doing eggs in the morning for protein in the breakfast. What's your favorite meat? If you're going to eat meat, I, it would have to, it would be probably, I don't know. I had a bison burger from freshly. Oh yeah. I, I do like, you know what? You just confused my answer now. Cause I do like bison. <laughs> Bicycle because it's lean is good for you. And I don't do a lot of meats. I know my least favorites are hot dogs, pork chops and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't like pork chops. Corned beef. I don't know who likes why the whole corned beef thing is a like corned beef pastrami. No. Like I can't stand that kind of stuff. I think it's all about eating healthy. Like if I had my choice, I would eat sushi every night and salads every day. Yeah. My favorite meat is chocolate ice cream. <laughs> really? Chocolate ice cream with bacon. Exactly. That's my favorite meat. Okay. My favorite thing for breakfast, again, we're just having this discussion right now. My favorite breakfast is holy toast, squaw bread, whatever, with avocado toast and then sunny side up egg on top. That's my favorite minus the egg, but I do love a good avocado toast. Yeah. Nothing wrong with the egg. I just don't eat eggs. Very <laughs> it's all about drinking tons of water. I, so I, I love that. Like I get to go around the sun with you on this and flow water. Used to work for Flow Water, run head of sales for them. And they're now in Whole Foods. The boxes of Flow Waters are now available to 
consumers. Well, so water is the best. Like their whole goal is to end the the use of bottled water usage and those the bottles that you see in Whole Foods are aluminum and they're just they're on a mission. I I mean I I'm a, a fan from afar. I love them. I just think being healthy is like that's why I love like the philosophy of health with you. It's everything we do, everything we eat, whatever we do. It not just helps us, but there's also a prolonged effect on the environment, you know, landfills and everything. And it's just, it's just do good. It's always about do good, be good, whether it's from the inside Absolutely. out or in generals is what I, some, yeah. Someone said do good, be better, which I like, you know do what good, I mean? Be better. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to do good and we're going to be better. Oh my God. I so love chatting with them. So glad you <laughs> came on today. So if for everybody, you know, just wrap up freshly amazing food delivery, health food delivery. Yeah, they're excellent. Uh, huge fan of it. So glad you're there now. Freshly.com, right? Yep. Freshly.com. And then the, the biggest thing since I've known you is to health nutrition. Cause I know I order all my vitamins from you. I just don't go off the shelf vitamins. I, a few white gummies I do. But I get like, you know, hair, skin, nails, everything, yeah. cholesterol. I go through you for COQ10s, everything. Um, <laughs> it's so okay. important to know when you're taking stuff, how much to take and what you need and what you don't need. For people listening, where can they go to reach out to you for nutrition plans, biomarkers? Yeah, absolutely. Kind of they can go to matrix.com. So it's www.ms and Mary A and then the number eight and then T-R-I-X.com. Or actually, if you just my first name, last name at Gmail too. Okay. So Laura, L-A-O-U-R-A, um, spell your last name. Give us your email just in case. It's Laura, L-A-U-R-A, Kalea, C-A-L-L-E-I-A at Gmail. Or to make it real simple, you can go to Laura at matrix, ma 8 T-R-I-X.com. Perfect. So if anybody wants health, nutrition advice, needs anything, and corporations on the huge massive buys and big companies, gyms, health clubs, hotels, whatever, Freshly is going to be launching their new B2B program with you, right? And you're going to be in charge of all the partnerships on that. So I'm hoping we'll get to see you out here in LA at the Fit Expo in May as well. I would love that and everything would be great but it's so awesome having you on i loved it we're going to stay healthy better philosophy and health and nutrition with laura kalia so for everybody who needs to get a hold of laura reach out otherwise this is sarah miller see everybody next week on meet and mavens podcast thank you for joining us for this episode of the media mavens podcast if you don't want to miss an episode or want to download past episodes Be sure to subscribe to the Media Mavens podcast on your favorite podcast provider. To learn more about the podcast or our guests, please visit MediaMavensPodcast.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.